Welcome to the First Church Podcast, a resource of First Church of God in Columbia City, Indiana. Our goal is to provide you with tools that you can use to help you in your new or growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Podcasters, my name is Holly Parks, and I am the worship pastor at First Church of God. And I have been asked by um, Jordan to just discuss the book of Ezekiel. And I have to be honest, I don't remember the last book that he asked me to talk about, but why does he always give me the hard ones? Like, I feel like Ezekiel is. Um, can be a little bit challenging. Uh, So I was kind of chuckling as I was going through this. It's so full of interesting pictures. In many of the prophets, you you see, thus says the Lord, and then the prophet kind of gives this, this long sermon or this message of sorts about what God was calling his people to or what he was informing them of. But other times you see prophets give maybe an object lesson or descriptions of what they saw in their visions and dreams. And Ezekiel is very much that way. He, it's a very interesting book full of just actually just weird descriptions. He has um, a vision where he sees lightning and light and weird looking creatures. Some had multiple faces and wings and they had wheels that followed them around. Uh, He has another dream where he describes this valley of bones and the bones kind of begin to like move together and then they become, uh, they have tendons and muscles and they come to life. He talks about in one of his uh, descriptions of a pot that's cooking all kinds of meat. He has stories of vines that are burned and it's, it's a book that's full of very interesting stories and really at first glance it can be a little bit overwhelming Um, But for today, I want to look at one of the pictures that Ezekiel gives us. Um, One of my favorite pictures, I do like the the picture of the dry bones, but today we're going to look at Ezekiel's vision of the temple. He's given this vision of the temple, and if you remember um, in some of the Old Testament descriptions, uh, God's temple, the tabernacle, the temple is where God's presence dwelled. Um, But God's people are in in exile, but he's encouraging Ezekiel that everything he knew about God reigning in the midst of his people was about to be restored. The temple that housed the presence of God was going to be restored. And in this vision, Ezekiel has a tour guide who walks him all through the temple. And I can only imagine as they're... um, as they're taking this journey through the temple, Ezekiel's joy as he remembers what that meant for the people of Jerusalem in all of its glory, God's presence dwelling in the midst of his people. And at one point he sees God's glory returning to this temple in his vision and God tells him, this is the place of my throne and the place for the soles of my feet. This is where I will live among the Israelites forever. I mean, can you imagine Ezekiel's joy in seeing this promise? In chapter 47, Ezekiel sees a trickle of water coming out of the threshold of the temple. It's actually the same, it's coming out of the same place where Ezekiel saw God's glory entering the temple in chapter 43, Um, But his guide walks him through this trickle of water for about 1,500 feet. They're just kind of wading in this water. And the 
Ezekiel describes it as like it's it, the water's just kind of up to his ankles, and they kind of walk out about 1,500 feet, and then his guide measures another 1,500 feet, and they continue walking. And at this point, it's it's about up to his knees, and um, they walk that for a while. And then he describes his guide measuring another 1,500 feet. And at this point, it's up to his waist. He's like wading up to his waist in this water. Now, if any of you have ever gone swimming, you know that waist deep is where it starts to get a little bit uncomfortable. (laughs) If you have a refreshing stream or a pond or a lake or a pool, usually we're okay wading into our ankles. We're okay sitting on the edge, putting our feet in, um, maybe kind of wading up to our knees. But once it hits your belly button, we're like, ooh, we start to make that face and we're like on, on our tippy toes and we're like, oh, we're dancing around a little bit while our body temperature adjusts to this refreshing water. For me, I have to be honest, this is usually the point where I say, okay, I'm good. That's refreshing enough. I don't really want to get my hair wet. I just need to cool off for a second. And I kind of at that point uh, back away a little bit and maybe go back to my lawn chair or, uh, or whatever. And but Ezekiel isn't that way. Finally, Ezekiel is taking out, taking out another 1,500 feet. And at this point, he can't even touch anymore. It was so deep that he has to swim. And, he, and he's looking ahead and he's like, I definitely can't cross it. Um, so his guide gets him to the riverbank and he, he kind of looks at Ezekiel and he kind of gives him this bird's eye view and he's like, check this out. And we see Ezekiel describing this river and everything in its path is just flourishing. The fish are swarming because the water is so fresh and it brings life to everything. The trees are just busting out with fruit. Everything that Ezekiel sees that is touched by this river is beautiful and perfect and full of life and vibrant and flourishing. And it's a it's a beautiful picture of the presence of God, the living water, the, the river of life. It's actually the same picture that we're given uh, in Revelation. John was given a picture of this river of life at the end of Revelation. And as I read it today, there are certain aspects of God's presence that we have access to today. So many times we read these prophetic visions and we think one day, someday, I'm going to just be in that river of life when Christ comes and makes all things new. But we forget that Hebrews tells us that we have confidence to enter the most holy place through the blood of Jesus. Jesus himself says that whoever drinks of this water that he gives will never thirst. That doesn't sound like a far off someday you can experience this refreshing water. So yes, there's there's a future hope to this river of life, but we have access to this river now. We can bathe in his presence now. We have access to the healing now. We can enjoy the fruit of the trees now. The fresh water comes in and makes the salty, swampy, marshy waters clean and vibrant and flourishing. As I was reading that today, I was like, that, that's the whole point. But so many times, aren't we just 
dipping our toes in, just splashing around here and there, maybe coming to church, reading a daily devotion for a little refreshment, but we're missing out on the overwhelming presence of Jesus. It's only when we dive in completely, and I'm not talking about like even the uncomfortability of like when it hits our waist and we're like, oh, I'm not really sure, although that can be part of the process. I'm talking about like a big old cannonball off the diving board, diving into his presence. When we become that immersed in the presence of Jesus, that is what Ezekiel is giving us a picture of. The challenge is in, in getting to that place, we have to be willing to let go of everything that we want control over. We have to quit worrying about how others view us. We have to quit holding back in our worship. We have to give up the idea that watching a service online or listening to worship music on your way to work or reading your Jesus calling in the morning is going to satisfy you. Those are all great things. Don't get me wrong, but that is the getting your feet wet and wading up to your knees. Falling into the presence of Jesus is losing all control. It's realizing that you, you can't touch anymore and there's no way that you can get to shore by yourself. I challenge you like Ezekiel was challenged. If your faith is all under your control, perfectly planned out, almost like a checklist of things that you do because that's what you've been told that Christians do. I want to challenge you that there is so much more. Dive into the deep end. Ask God to engulf you in himself. Ask him to overwhelm you with this river that Ezekiel describes. Because it isn't a safe place. It isn't a comfortable place. It's a place where you're like, you, you hear people talk about it and you're like, I want that. I feel like maybe I've just been kicking my feet around and maybe going a little bit deeper and getting my knees wet. But Lord, I want more of you. I want to be overwhelmed with you. One of my favorite teachers once said, why does God allow us to spend so much time in the heat of the battle? Because he never meant for us to sip his spirit like a proper cup of tea. He meant for us to hold our sweating heads over the fountain and lap up his life with unquenchable thirst. Father, I pray that you would show us how to dive into the deep end. I pray that we would be okay with losing control, of being uncomfortable when the water gets up to our waist, when you're pushing us for more. I pray that your church would begin seeking you in greater ways, that we would take a big, fat cannonball dive off of the diving board into the glorious depths of your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs>